1: and they really instilled in us appreciation for the word and demonstrated using it as just a tangible thing and relying on it for making big decisions and holding holding fast to the word of god
2: yeah they really did uh, help instill in us a desire for God's word, and then a desire for direction from God's word. Because every decision we make, big or small, there's so many correlations to God's word on, you know, finding wisdom and, and what to look for, and, and what is really just proper and good character. And then building that into us, really, it made it really, really clear that whatever we we're going to do, we needed to be guided and directed by what god had for our lives instead of just the things that we thought would be good you know because there's things in life that we think will be fantastic and then we push and push and push and try to get it really really hard and it ends up to be a complete disaster and now we want believing i've done that too or think. you're
1: into something and then you're doubting you know when struggles come and you're doubting and like should i even did i make the right choice should i even be here what do i do i want to quit
2: yeah yeah. Uh, and marriage is one of the biggest things because you got to put up with your partner. <laughs> Easy for me, but it's hard for you. <laughs> no, but you know, that's really the prime time, and whenever you know, um, God you know, called us into his relationship or a relationship with uh, that, he, for me, he used uh, the scripture. I was, you know, raised in church, but you know, had my rebellious years, but God pulled me out of that with scripture. Um, I saw Courtney. Knew that she was everything I I wanted her to be. Knew that I wanted to pursue her for my wife. Didn't know how. Didn't know what to say. She was very particular. God used scripture to confirm that. Uh, He gave me a verse. It's, It's right here, Psalms 37, 4, which is, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desire of your heart. And at that moment, my heart's desire was Courtney. So, and then at the same time, God was working on Courtney's heart through his word as well, had to give her five verses. <laughs> five confirmations. It was
1: just three. But it's a big it's a big decision. Like I needed to know like who you're gonna marry is your entire future you know and but now we can confidently say god picked you for being yeah, god picked me for you it was orchestrated and we can stand on that
2: yeah it was orchestrated i love the the verse so courtney was praying about entering a relationship with me and the verse that god gave me was psalms 37 4, to delight myself in the lord above all things and that those things that i want will be given to me you know d- delighting myself in the lord and then Courtney was praying about me and in her visor. The the sun, oh, yeah. the sun visor in her car. She, you know, the sun was in her eyes. She pulled it down. And years back, she had been praying, you know, I, you know, waiting for her husband. And that was the verse that the Lord gave her to, to do that.
1: Literally, thing. like two years prior, there was that specific one.
2: So it's just like the yeah. the orchestration of God's word in your life is remarkable, even when you don't know what the heck's gonna happen. It really does fall down into God's word directing. Yeah. What can play out when you're just obedient to it, even when it is scary.
1: Yeah. Which leads into the next step, the next big step in our life. Um, We were living in Denton at the time I was going to college. And um, some friends of ours were planning on planting a church in Colorado. And they approached, they came to us and said, hey, will you pray about joining us, being part of the team, go to Colorado? to help start this church
2: yeah and restaurant they take us to
1: i don't even know we didn't say anything at the time we're like yeah yeah we'll pray about it but we went home and we're like
2: no you got in the car yeah i was like no way why would i leave this yeah we got yeah parents parents Mm -hmm. yeah jobs but you know
1: we'll we'll pray about it you know what if? you know we don't know so you know just continuing reading in the word and it's it's definitely not bobble roulette. Like none of this is like, oh, let's just open and see what God says. It's as you're in the Word, as you're fellowshipping with Him. You know, it's oh. like God, this is on my heart. Like, what do you think about this?
2: Yeah, I, thought and, I just started. Uh, yeah. reading reading Samuel. At first, well, I said just started. I was reading in First Samuel, and David was going through some issues, and he was kind of an outcast. Um, which is just another story leading into kind of the emotional situation there because there are other people coming in. But anyways, so David was going through a situation in Samuel where the Philistines were attacking a a neighboring city. And David acquired of the Lord and said, Hey, these people are getting robbed by the Philistines. Lord, what should we do? Should we go? And I'm out here at a, a dog park in Denton reading this with my mind about on my mind, heavy going to Colorado to help start this church. So I'm like in this moment singing about this, kind of being torn like, man, should I go? Should I do this? I just listened to a message talking about taking steps of faith and something happened to pull us into taking a step of faith and the Lord through this verse made it so clear and it's 1 Samuel 23. In just the first section of that so I was reading this and it was behold uh, the Philistines are fighting against Keilah and are robbing the threshing floor therefore David inquired of the Lord shall I go attack these Philistines and the Lord said to David go and attack these Philistines and save this city so that David being in that moment knowing what God was calling them to do oh man I'm about to go to battle I'm about to go start a church in Colorado that's battle right there Colorado's crazy but David having this on his heart he's the leader naturally he's like man what about my men? And literally this is the funniest thing. Like it's just how God uses his word to speak to you. My heart. I read that and it was immediately like, I've already told Courtney, we're not going. How do I how do I say we are going now? You know, <laughs> she had already got plans. Like if we were to go, it would be at this time, this would be it and everything. And uh this was God changing our plans. Because then the next verse said, Go and attack the Philistines and save the city and David's uh, but David's men said to him, Behold, we are afraid. We we're, we're here in Judah. He's like, we're afraid, and I just knew at that moment, I was like, Courtney's gonna be scared, but yeah. this is confirmation, none the less. Again, really, two confirmations in one verse. Yes, you are going. All right, but what about it? Yes, you are going. So in that, we just quit everything, like literally. Afraid yeah. to tell day, my family. The, the next day, I went in and put my two weeks notice in. Yeah, they're like, all right, the Lord said go. <laughs>
1: and we left we're in it yeah like two weeks later two weeks later we two weeks later literally
2: in two weeks i worked for uh the city of denton just quit done i remember one of the employees there was like he's not gonna do it i don't know it was, it was hilarious yeah. yeah but
1: so, they, like, no yeah. so but then we get there and you know we don't have any job lined up we go into talk to this one place how
2: many resumes did we make
1: we printed like 10 Wait, so, many- so we took one no, like the first place we went to we went in an hour later he got a call and got the job but this wasn't just any like random job this was within his career within his field
2: yeah the very first place we went to god gave us a job which just all the more confirms that god's direction uh, really is protection for that thing that you hold so valuable and yeah, the time of life, it. You know, god's direction is great timing good outcomes honest and true and sure something that you can actually hold on to and then you know being at that position i worked there for what was it like a year and a half i worked there for about a year and a half and somehow i got brought up like timing and things like that and he was he was like ceo or something like that i was talking to made the comment of like whenever i got here you know why did you guys hire me and just his response was so so much more affirming to god's word he said you could not have got here at a better time i'm just thinking i was like wow okay the only reason we got here at that time was because god said throw your plans out the window and go with mine you have plans to go later but i have plans for you to go now and it was god's word that directed us into being able to be sustained for a year at this company without any idea of what the direction for colorado looked like we just knew god called us to start a church in colorado so we're going to Colorado. Yep. He literally, one hour in, yep. was blessed with a job that was a phenomenal job, and then he called us into something else, too, which was another job that was so great. It was such a great it was a career. job. It
1: was hard to leave.
2: It was really hard to leave. It was
1: hard so to leave, but
2: God's word will call you out of something you really enjoy too.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it was about um, we were about two and a half years in, and just some things some things came our way like the the church ended the church closed and so we were we were just trying to figure out like us our family i was pregnant with our second child and we were having a a hard time figuring out where to, to move to we were growing and we needed a bigger place and the doors just kept shutting and shutting and shutting for random reasons, he prompted us to pray. It, again, like, what's going on, Lord? Like, what do you have for us? This is on our hearts. Like, what's going on? And Micah definitely didn't want to pray about moving back to Paris. He's like, I don't even want to ask was not. We're staying here because he had such a good career. It wasn't, it, it was, was a great job. But then he was reading and went Psalms 2.
2: We're trying to buy a house and get rooted down in Colorado and we went through four contracts in four weeks and the door was just shut every single time and that's what made us you know concerned we're like all right Lord are you doing something different in our life because our plans for us here is to get rooted and stay at this career they're going to promote me to my own department be head of my own department it's going to be you know really good career but circumstances started to get frictiony there so we went to the Lord and just asked you know are you doing something different in our life is this land that we're in now that we enjoy so much where you want us to be. And he made it really clear that that I wasn't. And they just threw it another verse in Psalms 2, "Ask of me and I will make the nations your inheritance and the ending of the earth your possession. And whenever I was reading that, it just it was really clear to me that you know there are a lot of things in Paris going on with inheritance on my side and Courtney's side just with family, land, like a whole bunch of things that were actually starting to happen. My dad, uh, in that time, started actually building windows. He started doing windows. At like that time was basically when he started doing that, which is, is another realization that God called us back when he started to redo windows, which leads into the ending of the story. which was pretty, pretty cool to see, actually. We didn't want to come, though. I didn't want to come back. I cried that day. But, it was hard. Wait a minute. R yes, America's. Uh, he said and he made it real clear that, you know, I'm calling you back to something for inheritance. Uh, for a land I'm calling you back to Paris. Yeah. So
1: we didn't know what exactly, but but when we got here we were able to step into a ministry position that was just amazing and that we loved and we were back around family our grand our kids got to go grow up with their grandkids and it was all right before um 2020 the crazy election year and COVID and we're so glad that we were here and not there
2: super glad so
1: the timing of that was just so great but we but so many times we said I'm so glad we're back in Paris I'm so glad that you have this job that you're that we're working with these kids and that you know we just love this position and we love what we do and yeah. we're so glad that we made that step and that we his calling is a blessing you know even though it was hard it was hard to leave uh we had friends there it was great but
2: in yeah, colorado
1: what he calls you in you know is for your good and you know it's as a blessing Mm-hmm. You know.
2: Well, it's funny too. It's, I mean, even all the pushback that you may give, you, you don't want to do it. And, you know, so God called us away from Colorado. I didn't want to to quit my job. I wanted to just fight God's word and direction for my life instead because it just sounded better. <laughs> you know, it's it's what I wanted, and I was going to do what I wanted. You know, thankfully God in His grace showed me that you know there's something better for you following my direction. Yeah. Than you trying to build a kingdom there. Because I got a different kingdom for you, just around the bend, which is pretty, pretty crazy. So yeah, absolutely. He called us out of Colorado, uh, and we I became where he offered us a, a youth pastor position at a church, and I was I'm totally not doing this. But once again, you know, God affirmed through His Word that you know this is what I I, I did this for you in this land to get you ready for this n- next season of life where we're. Uh, um, Pastor, like full time pastors. It totally changed your heart on it. Changed our heart 100%. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. Just like moving to Colorado. No, I'm not doing this. But trusting in in God's faithfulness through His direction and His Word has led us into literally more than anything we could ever imagine we would have done. Yeah. You know, we were on staff at a church for a little while. And, you know, I mean, there's seasons for everything. You know, God called us into that. We were there, we were, you know, serving faithfully, and giving our best, giving our all. And then some things come up. My dad in 2021, he passed away. You know, there's some... I intentionally don't think about it. Yeah. It was a hard
1: year.
2: Yeah. That year sucked. Yeah. It was a hard year.
1: Yeah so that just along with just other things um that were totally we we can look back and know that the the difficulties we were facing and what we were up against was just god leading us
2: we to call s- that the year of stretching
1: yeah absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. it
2: was a year of being pulled yes in so many different ways
1: yes but it prompted us again to, like, see God. Something's got to change. Yeah,
2: something's got to change.
1: Something's got to give. Like, what what are we doing now?
2: Urgh. Yeah, so he made it clear. He's like, all right, it's time to move on. And I was praying. Just read through Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 2. Moses is, you know, just doing his thing. He's jamming with the Lord. We're going through hard times again, you know. For Moses right here, coming out of Exodus, you know, leading the Israelites' hard times. <laughs> Good story, too. Y'all should read it. You know, he's being called into something else. It says, The Lord our God said to us in Horeb, You have stayed long enough at this mountain. And we're, we're praying, All right, Lord, you are you doing something different? You have stayed long enough at this mountain. Turn and take your journey and go to the hill country of the Amorites and to all their neighbors and, you know, all these other places. I have set the land before you. Go in and take possession of the land that the Lord swore to your fathers. I knew that would be the hard part. Yeah. Can not take me but like 0.2 seconds to ball <laughs> as soon as I mentioned my dad. Yeah. Yeah, so you said. His hand. He passed away. It's just I actually got to be there, which it's like cool and bad at the same time. Once again, through hard times, <laughs> God called us by his word into something he was doing years yeah. before we even had any idea of what he's calling us into. We came back from Colorado seven years. Or, or at this time it was like six years. We, know, seven years before we started B5, something that. Oh, yeah. Like just the orchestration of this. Yeah. God called us out of Colorado for some promise of inheritance. Okay, we don't know what that is. Hello? <laughs> my dad starts this company restoring windows. At that's about the same time, he calls us in to doing something, something else that we didn't expect we'd be doing. Gets us established, good connections, good people. Made an impact. Made an impact. Called us away from ministry, which is really hard to leave because you get so connected to everybody.
1: This is the hardest thing we've we've done thus far
2: made it really really clear because yeah. he had to yeah I wasn't leaving
1: no that was very hard
2: even if it were to be unhealthy I was staying there because I wanted to support the other pastors so he made it very clear you've been at this place long enough it's time for you once again to move into that inheritance that he'd been working out through my dad which is crazy which leads us to how this started this company building windows wooden windows Everybody's like, that's so cool. What's so cool about it? They're one with those. I guess it's cool. It is cool. It's unique. Nobody does it.
1: Yeah. So now we're in historic preservation.
2: <laughs> yeah. So
1: restoring historic properties. And
2: the Lord told us to leave. And even at that time, we had no idea. Um, we had no idea. We just knew that God called us to leave the church. So we did, you know, to just be a, a part of a church somewhere. So even in praying about that. That's how the Lord led us to impact. You know, we just praying through what we should do as a family. And dad, uh, He led us here to, you know, to be a part of this ministry. But uh, after we left the, the church and you know, we were just trying to figure out what to do. Um, I just had a random idea that, you know, my dad was building windows and there's a store that needs them. So I'm gonna just call this guy and offer him a bid. And I've never built a window in my life, but he didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh sure enough the news like all right yeah I accept <laughs> and it was great it was great yeah so much in three months
1: yes yeah the ups and downs of starting a new business it's it it's been it not for your lack of knowledge or capability it's just business you know it's what to do what not to do you know that that initial period Um, but a big a big verse that I want to share about that is like I it's I call it like I don't know the life verse of our company you know that I that I remind him about a lot and then I revert back to when things you know uh, you know the ups and downs when you're in the down and you're like what is going on Um, I wrote it down Deuteronomy 11 11 through 12 it says but the land that you are going over to possess is a land of hills and valleys, which drinks water by the rain from heaven, a land that the Lord your God cares for. The eyes of the Lord your God are always upon it from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. So again, this inheritance, this land that we're getting, that we're going over to possess is a land of hills and valleys, highs and lows, which drinks water by the rain of heaven. All the provision is from God, It's not of us. Like, yeah, you do a great job, but, God is the one who brings these Mm -hmm. amazing clients and he's the one that sustains us. Um, It's something that he cares for. He brought us into it. He cares for the outcome. He cares about the outcome of it. Um, His eyes are always upon it from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And it's just... (laughs) So, but yeah, like we've never, like we've never, like you said earlier, we've never quite known... What is this inheritance? What do you keep referring to? Like, we know we're on the right trajectory because you keep bringing this up, but but yeah, it's like this thing that your dad began that you've picked up, you picked up what he left off, and and you never and
2: he like it's still a journey, it is absolutely life is a journey. We have these confirmation verses that lead us through a journey, yeah, that's been far beyond any plan we could have ever made right never thought it would happened and even now sitting where we are i mean the journey i mean it's always subject to change
1: oh yeah we don't know how long it's gonna be how if we're gonna be in this forever if it's something that we pass down or if you know we do something different but it's whatever god has for us because we know He's worth it. He's worth following and he's trustworthy and he can speak so clearly.
2: Yeah, God uses his word. You can be attached to these ideas, these things that we, you know, stages of uh, the season's journeys, the stages of life that we go through, the journey that we have. You know, God said it's it's all written out. So why would we, I think of whatever Paul is heading to, um, Damascus to fight against Christ. Oh, yeah. And he was on his path. He had it set. And God came in. And he's like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. This redirects you. Let's change that path. But crazy story. You know, but I just can't think. Like, we get our plans going. You know, we start things. We get attached to these things. But the only reason any of these things exist in our life is just because of God's direction. To
1: and you have to be in the Word to know the direction. You have to be in communion with God, in fellowship with God. Like it's so important, and it's not something like that you just go that you just go to Him in hard times. Because some of these things, some of these times, it's been it's been good times. Like we didn't expect this, but God's like, buckle up! I have something awesome for you, and let's do this. But
2: a lot of times, it's like not good times
1: <laughs> like we need help
2: I got, like, I got you <laughs>
1: and that's okay too because it's life
2: hills and valleys yeah but so
1: that's our encouragement to you stay in fellowship with the Lord know that he has your best in mind and that he does have a future and a hope for you he knows the future your future and has a hope
2: for your future 99% of the time you don't know what's gonna happen at all it's that's kind of life though just in general even if you think you do no you don't so it's better for us to live as a believer rooted in confidence in what god's word says and how it directs our lives than taking the chances that we take absolutely god's word is where it's at (laughs) we can get with that i guess (laughs)
0: Oh, so good, so good, so good. Um, I just want to I know we've, this is week three, and we have one more week to go, and, and next week's going to be going to be good as well. But um, I just want to honor, and even in advance the people that are doing it next week, just honor um, you guys and everybody who has uh, honestly had the guts to sit down in front of a camera and share what you've been through yeah. and how far you've come and really just open just kind of open your life up to everybody sitting in this room and those that are watching online and all the people that'll you know listen to it on the podcast and all those things because I really I really really believe that God is using moments like this where um, where we can say me too or uh, We can be encouraged because of something that somebody else said that God spoke to them or that God did in their life. And I just, I want to take the next few minutes and do what we've been doing and just kind of pull out as I was watching this back. Just pull out a few things that I felt like the Lord highlighted uh, to me that I think he would have me share with you today. And so if you want to write these down, you can. Here's the first thing that I want to talk about for a few minutes is simply this, is that the Lord directs our steps. The Lord directs our steps. And this is something that we, uh, we really have to get in our heart. because how many of you have, had, have, have ever had a plan for your life? You ever had a plan? I'm going to do this. You know, I believe it's in James where he says, you know, we shouldn't say well, I'm going to go here and I'm going to go there and I'm going to do business, I'm going to do this because our life is like a vapor. You know, we don't know, what, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what the Lord has in plan for us sometimes. Sometimes we're surprised by it. Um, but if you're like me, you've had a plan before and then you realize that the Lord had a different plan. And how many of you know that his plan is always the better plan? Yeah. We can make our own plan, but but God's plan is the better plan. And I was thinking back about what Mike and Courtney said about the invitation to move to Colorado and help start the church and um, which I can kind of relate to that but It was, in my mind, I'm thinking the plan where you said, you know, we got in the car and the answer was like, we ain't going, you know, (laughs) like I don't, I don't even know why we had this conversation, we're not going there, but then, I don't know if you've ever had one of those moments where you've made a decision about something, and then you're sitting there the next day, and it's like, you can't get it off your mind, and then three days later, you're like, I don't know why this is in my heart right now. And then a week later, you're like, I can't quit thinking about this, I can't get this like, I, you know, and sometimes you even have dreams about it and things like that, and I believe that's the Lord working on us, because sometimes we make decisions and we make plans that are not His plans, and so He kind of works on us a little bit and brings us to the place where we're willing to submit our plan to His plan, and God's direction was for them to go. And just a couple of verses, we could we could read 4, five, six, seven about you about know, God's plan for our life, but a couple that, that always stand out to me, one is in Proverbs sixteen nine, It says, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Another one is Jeremiah ten twenty three. He says, I know, Lord, that our lives are not our own. We are not able to plan our own course. And I don't think in either one of these verses, with Jeremiah, I don't think his prayer is, I don't think this is a, a verse to say, well, I'm just going to sit here, I'm going to do nothing because it really doesn't matter. I think it's a cry of, of his heart that should be the cry of our heart to, to know God and want to be in his plan. God, what is your plan? I can make all the plans that I want, but what is your plan? And I don't think this is a verse, I think back, even back Proverbs 16, 9, that, that is saying, well, don't make any plans. Don't make any plans. Don't plan anything, everything. Just just go about your day and whatever happens, happens, and don't make any plans. I don't think it's that either. I think that we make plans for our lives. But as we're in, I love what Courtney said, as we're in communion and we're in relationship with God, as we're walking out our day and we're walking out our plans and we're walking out this life, God directs us, and we're sensitive to Him speaking and Him directing and Him guiding our steps. In fact, that, that same chapter in Proverbs just a few verses before that in verse 3, he says, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. I think it's a matter of submission. I think it's a matter of submitting what we, what we feel like we desire in our heart. I, I don't know if you know this or not, but a lot of times the things that we're desiring in our hearts, the things that, are, that, that we're feeling maybe burdened about or feel like we should do, there's a really good chance that is from the Lord. You need to submit that to him and say, God, is this desire, is this burden, is this thing from you? Because God will give us these desires in our hearts and he'll work on our hearts over time so that we'll, we'll you know, be receptive and he leads us that way into the path that he wants us to be on. And I, I think we could say it this way, and I think it was Micah in the video that kind of made this same statement. We can't be attached to our plans, we must be attached to Jesus. Too many, too many times we would be willing to detach ourselves from Jesus to do what we want to do. And if it looks like I've got to give that up, then I don't want any part of this. And we've got to get to the place as followers of Jesus where our attachment to Jesus, our connection to Jesus, being connected to the vine, that he is the true vine and we are the branches. And apart from him, we can do nothing. And a lot of times we're doing a lot of stuff, but it's really not the thing that God wants us to do because we have become more attached to the thing that we want to do and the plan that we've made than we are actually following Jesus and listening for his voice and being in his word and getting direction. And so the Lord, he really does direct our steps. Sometimes we think we know what we want, and we work really hard to try to get it. And Then it turns out, as Micah said, it turns out to be a disaster. Or it turns out to be something that we didn't want in the end. Have you ever worked really hard to get something that you, you thought, this is, this is what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to do. And Then when you got there, you were way less fulfilled because you know, than you thought you would be because you realized when you got to that place that I don't think this is what God had for my life. I think I've been, we talked about this on our anniversary Sunday, that we're all aiming at a target, but maybe sometimes we're hitting the wrong target. We're hitting the bullseye, but when we get there, it's like, I thought I would feel differently about this. And God's like, hey, now can we, can we do my plan? Can we, you know, will you submit your plan to me, and can we do the things that, that I had created you to do or created in advance for you to do? And I think the goal for every one of us is to get to the place as a Christian where we fully trust God and His direction. We fully trust Him. That even when it doesn't make sense, we trust Him. Even when it's not, you know, like, well, I had this all planned out for my life, and God says, but I have a completely different path. I think about my, my dad. I got to spend a little time with my dad, which, praise the Lord, I, he, he even said um, before I left this last week, I was up there for a couple of days. He had another uh, appointment where he's going back for these three-month checkups. Uh, When they found out that the tumor and a lot of you know this some of you don't But he had this tumor in his brain that they found back in january He had surgery on it in march and had it removed We'll come to find out it was cancer and it's the type of cancer that usually comes back And so they were trying to develop a plan and all of this And they're doing these mris every three months to make sure that everything's okay And we got in there and he said well, we looked at everything and did the mri and everything. there's no growth There's not anything going on there. There's not. Yeah, so he wanted me to tell you Thank you for praying (laughs) <laughs> before I left to drive back, he said, be, tell, be sure and tell everybody in your church. Thank you for praying, because I know I have a lot of people praying for me. So, but I think about my dad, and, and he, uh, my dad was, and he would tell you, he would tell you this, and he was actually joking about it um, while, while I was up there, but he was really, really good at baseball. Really, really good at baseball. Um, played all through college, was actually drafted by the Cubs, I believe, and had a contract where he was going to go into the minor leagues and kind of work his way into the major leagues and when he got out of when he got out of college and got to that place where he had to make a decision he felt like the lord was calling him into full-time ministry that he was supposed to pastor instead of doing that and so he made the decision to lay that down still has the still has the contract really it's pretty cool still has the contract and all this other stuff but made the decision to lay his plan down to pick up what god had for him and how many of you know that was hard? <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't there yet, <laughs> but I can imagine how hard that would be whenever God has given you this talent, and it's kind of like that moment of, but this is what I really have for you to do. And being willing to lay down your desire, him being will, willing to lay down his desire to pick up what it is that God had planned for his life, it was a big deal. And God has a great plan for your life. He really does. Um, I think we just need to learn how to submit our plans to him and allow him to direct our steps. He's the one who directs our steps. So here's the second thing, if you want to write this down, is that God speaks through his word. This entire story was about God speaking through his word. God confirming things through his word. God speaking something. A a couple of my favorite scriptures, uh, or a few of my favorite scriptures, where the um, the Bible talks about itself the Bible references itself and talks about the importance of the thing you're actually reading while you're reading it. Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. 2 Timothy chapter 3, but you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Jesus Christ. So Paul's writing to Timothy, and he's saying, you need to hold on to the things you've been taught about Scripture. Hold on to the things you've been taught about the Word of God. And then he he finishes with this. He says, all Scripture is inspired by God and is useful. Some of you have questioned whether or not the Bible is useful. The Bible talks about itself to say that it's useful. So if you've been wondering, is the Bible really useful? Is it useful? The Bible tells you about itself that it is useful. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to do what? To teach us what is is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So as I'm reading this scripture, I'm thinking, okay, here's the importance of the Word of God. God uses His Word to expose our thoughts. He uses His Word to expose our desires and to prepare us, to equip us, to teach us, to speak to us. God uses His Word to do this. And I don't know if you've ever had this experience um, sometimes when you've been reading the Word of God, hopefully you've been reading it, where something you're reading through something and something will just jump off the page to you, something will really be highlighted to you. And here's what I would encourage you to do. In moments like that where you're reading, come on, you're reading your one-year Bible plan, you're reading through the New Testament, you're reading just, you know, you just, you picked it up that day and you were like, Lord, what do you want me to read? Or whatever the case is, and you're reading it and something jumps out at you, is maybe you don't need to just keep on reading to check the boxes that you got all of your reading in today. Maybe you need to stop on that verse. Maybe you need to stop in that moment and say, God, what are you saying to me right now through that? What are you, come on, God can do more through those one or two verses that he's trying to speak to your heart in that moment than, than, than you can yeah. just trying to get on through the next 18 so that you can, you know, check the box on your Bible app or whatever. That's God, what is God doing? He's speaking to you through his word. This jumps out and it's not that you haven't ever even read it before, but it's like in this moment, this is what God's saying to me and I need to dig into this a little bit and figure out, God, what are you saying to me through your word in this moment? Here's a, a verse we're all probably familiar with that I always come back to when I think about God's Word and the importance of it. It's Psalm 119, 105. It says, Your Word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. His Word is, it's guiding us, it's lighting our path, it's a lamp. And I, I picture it this way because I think, the, I think the, the issue sometimes or most of the time is not that we don't want to know what God wants us to do. I think there, most of us would say we do want God to Tell us what to do or to confirm things in us, but the the Bible says that His word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And so I picture this where we live. Um, if it gets there's not a whole lot of light out there. So at night, if the moon is not lighting things up really, really, really brightly, uh, where we're at, it's really, really dark. I mean, you can walk outside and you can't see. I mean, it'll be you know ten yards in front of you and you can't see the vehicle. I mean, it's that dark outside. And I picture this, this, like you're walking out, and we have some wooded area around our house. And it's like I'm going to grab this lamp or this lantern, and I'm going to walk outside in the pitch dark. And I'm going to go into the woods. And all the while, I'm begging God. God, don't let me run into a tree. God, don't let a snake be out here. Come on, somebody. Don't let a snake bite me while I'm out here. Like, like I, help, me to, help me to navigate this right. And all the while, I've never turned the lamp on. And it says His word is a lamp to light my path and guide me. And I don't ever turn it on. But I've got it, and a lot of us are carrying around the Bible. We've got it on our nightstand, we've got it in our house, we've got it in our vehicle, we take it with us. You know, we're carrying it around, but we never turn it on. And all the while, we're we're asking God, God, I need direction for my life. I need to know what to do here. I need you to confirm something in my life. I need you to like give me some guidance in this area of my life. But we never turn the lamp on. And God says, listen, here's where I think God would probably start with you, if that's you. He would say, will you turn the light on? Will you turn on the lamp so that I can sometimes... You ever done this before and then you realize it later? Sometimes we're praying about things, wanting an answer from God that God already said something about. Yeah. But we haven't opened up his word to know what God said about that thing. And we're like, oh, why are you not answering my prayer? He's like, I already answered that. Right. If you'll get in my word, I'll show you exactly where it is. I'll show you how it applies to your life. I'll show you what you need to do with it. I love how Mike and Courtney's story was... Uh, they were led so many times by the word of God and just confirmation. Do we move to Colorado? Do we move back? Are we are God? Are you doing something new in our lives? And each time, each step, God confirmed through his word. He confirmed through his word. And maybe you have questions about your life right now. And you know, in a, in a room like this, there's probably at least one, two, ten, twenty, a hundred people that have questions about their life right now. And you're wondering, God, what are you, what are you doing? What is the next step? Where do we need to go? And maybe God is saying, hey, open up my word and let me speak to you. Let me confirm things in your heart. Let me show you things in my word that I want to say to you. Well, Pastor Gabe, how do I know what I should be reading to get an answer? Just point me, okay, I, I, like I'm in agreement. I need to get in the Bible. Just tell me what to read. Get, where do I need to go? What page number is it so that I can get an answer? And I don't know if you notice this about their story. But every time God confirms something for a decision or a place to go or whatever... It was in the context of we had already been reading God's word. I was reading through Deuteronomy. And when I came to this verse, God said, that's it. I was reading through the Psalms. All right, just just having time with the Lord, just reading through the Psalms. And this stuck out and God said, that's that's what I want you to do. I was reading through 1 Samuel and came to this story in this verse. And God said, that applies to you right now. It wasn't as much as, and Courtney even mentioned it in the video. She said, it's not Bible roulette where we open our Bible. You ever done that before? And it's like, God, I need an answer. And you open your Bible, and you're like, wherever I point, you know. That and I've, I've heard people tell jokes about that before, and they'll open it up, and they'll point to be somewhere in the Old Testament about killing somebody. And it's like, I don't think that's God's word <laughs> for you right now. I don't, think, I don't think that's what it is. So it's not a matter of just opening it up and, you know, like, okay, this is how God's going to speak to me. Can he do that? Yes, God can do all things. He can, he can speak to you any way that he wants to speak to you. But it's in communion and relationship and reading God's Word daily. And then on a Friday, you're reading through 1 Samuel 10. And this jumps out to you and and the Holy Spirit says, I'm saying something to you right now through that. It's as you're constantly doing it. It's not picking it up when you need something. It's picking it up every day. And then you're ready when you need something. I've already been listening. Listen. Reading God's Word. If you're reading God's Word, God's speaking to you. He's speaking to you. And I'm a believer in God. God will speak through His Word. God will speak through impressions from the Holy Spirit. You know, you'll be in line at the grocery store and you'll sense something or you'll feel something. Or you'll, you know, you feel like, I don't know why, but I feel like I'm supposed to go talk to that person. God can speak that way too. But man, God loves to confirm things through His Word. And God will never say anything to you through His Holy Spirit that, he has, that will contradict what He's already had in His Word. So if you're hearing something in your mind, and you're like, you know, I don't know, and, and and you're reading your Bible, and you're like, that says the opposite of that, that's not God talking to you. That's, that's you know, some other, I don't know what that is, it might be the pizza you had last night, I don't know. <laughs> but God's not going to contradict his written word with what he's speaking to you and giving you impressions for. I don't know what that is. <laughs> um. praise the Lord. (laughs) So here would be my, here would be my advice for you. Yeah, somebody smarter than me. Um, here would be my advice to you when it comes to God's word and his his word and him speaking to you. Just start reading it. Just start reading it. Hallelujah. (laughs) It must have punched a button or something. Hey, let's give him a hand. All right. Oh, technology's great until it's not. Um, here, here's my encouragement to you just start reading it. Well, Gabe, I don't know. I, every time I read it, I don't understand it. Just start reading it. it. Ask the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth, bring to remembrance the things that, that Jesus has said, bring to remembrance scripture that you've read. Listen, the Word of God, when, it's, when you're reading it and it's getting in your mind, it's getting in your heart, it will not return void. There's never been a moment that you've opened the Bible and you've read even one verse that it did not benefit you. Get a, get a study Bible. Get one of those Bibles that at the beginning of every book of the Bible, it, it tells you what this is about, what the context is, when it was written. How, like Before you start reading through it, you know, okay, this is what I need to expect. This is what I'm looking for. This is what, this is what the story is about in this moment. Get something that will help you understand it, but just start reading it. Turn the lamp on. Turn the lamp on. Open it today. Open it tomorrow. Open it on Tuesday. Keep reading it. Worship team, you can come back and help me. Here's the last thing. And we really need to, we really need to get this in our hearts. We really need to get this in our spirits, okay? Here's, here's the last thing. If you want to write this down. God loves to stretch us. Come on, is anybody excited today that God loves to stretch us. Anybody wake up, you know, on a Monday morning and you're like, I'm so thankful that God is going to stretch me <laughs> today. But here's what you need to know God loves to stretch you. He loves to stretch you. He has no intention of leaving you in the condition you are spiritually, or He wants you to grow. He wants you to reach your full potential. God loves to stretch us. I don't know if you're like me, but I think there are a lot of us that we have some spiritual stretch marks in our lives. Like if we could see on the inside of you, if we could see the things that you've been through, there would be some spiritual stretch marks there where God, you went through a season and God stretched you. You went through a a difficulty in your family and God was stretching you. God will stretch your capacity. God will stretch your faith. God will stretch us in ways that we didn't even know we could be stretched. Come on. It's like working out and you start you start working out and you start giving God permission to stretch you. You start working out and you're sore for a little bit. There, there's places I remember, you know, times when when you haven't been working out for a while and then you get in there and, and you're doing it again, and it's like, I didn't know I could hurt there. Like I didn't know there was a muscle there. I didn't know, you know, it's like because you're stretching. You're stretching your muscles. And 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 it's not so that your muscles will snap or tear or anything like that it's so they can grow and God sees your life the same way he wants to stretch you so that you can grow so that you can reach your full potential when I think about stretching I think about a conversation that Paul had with the Lord in second Corinthians chapter 12 he says three different times I begged the Lord to take it away anybody ever begged the Lord to take something away you begged the Lord to do something you were begging God for something in your life. And look at, what, look at what Paul's experience was. He says, each time he said, the Lord said back to him, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Paul's ability, when I think about this, I'm thinking Paul's ability to trust God was being stretched. I want this to be taken away. And God said, my my grace is all you need. It's all you need. It's enough. My grace is sufficient for you. And he's stretching his ability to trust him. He's stretching his faith. He's stretching his relationship with the Lord. His understanding of grace was being stretched. When I think about stretching, another thing that we just talked about this in our Philippians series just a few weeks ago. Philippians 3.14, I'll treat this one verse for the sake of time. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. And if you remember, it's this posture where Paul says, here's the one thing I do, I press on, but then he tells us how he does it. He says, I neglect, I forget about the things behind me, and I intensely stretch forward. And it was this posture of being stretched out for the things of God. Being stretched forward, moving toward the things of God. And Paul's saying, I'm I'm being I'm being stretched. I haven't achieved it. Come on, none of us have arrived. None of us have arrived. Paul Paul said, I have not arrived. I have not figured it all out. I have not not arrived where I know I want to be and where God wants me to be. But here's what I do I press on. I stretch forward. I want to I end by reading you something that I read just this last week as I was looking back through this and studying it. This, this little passage was something that stuck out to me that I want to read to you about stretching as we're talking about being stretched. It says, A rubber band isn't much use unless it is stretched. Similarly, we will not achieve the peak of our potential unless we are stretched by God. Christian psychiatrist Paul Tournier explains that a pilgrimage of faith means having the courage to step out from a secure place into an insecure place. It's like a trapeze artist who swings from one trapeze to another. There is that breathless moment when the artist is in midair between the two trapezes. Has anybody ever felt that in your life? When you launched out to trust God with something, and there was that moment in the in-between before you knew what it was going to look like, but you'd already stepped out in faith and it kind of takes your breath away. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes we don't like it. It feels painful sometimes, it feels uncomfortable sometimes. It says the performer has to leap, trusting that he or she will be able to grab the other trapeze. Likewise, don't miss this. We have to stretch. To catch the next opportunity God sends our way. Paul sees himself stretched by God so that he can achieve his full potential. It's the same with us. We have to be willing to go beyond our comfort zones. We must forget what is behind and strain toward what is ahead. We must relinquish our fears and focus on what we can be if we allow God to stretch us. Stretching means trusting God in moments of surrender stretching means walking into our fears and coming out as people of faith stretching means believing in God when we don't see him working stretching means trusting God in all circumstances then we will be more like rubber bands God can use to do his work in this world and I love this picture of the trapeze artist and what the writer Says about our lives and trusting God compared to what it looks like when you watch a trapeze artist that they have to let go of one to grab a hold of the other one that's already swinging their way. And God wants to stretch you in your life. As this writer said, you can't can't receive the next opportunity that God has for you unless you're willing to step out in faith and be stretched by God trusting God that you're going to catch this bar that God is swinging your way. There are opportunities that God has for you. There are things that God has planned for you to do. There is a purpose for your life that you probably haven't fully realized yet. And the only way that you can fully realize it is if you're willing to be stretched. If you want to stay comfortable, you can stay comfortable. But you'll never do everything that God has planned for you to do. And I would even submit to you that I don't think you'll ever really do anything significant for God if you just stay in your comfort zone. There is not a single person in the Bible that was used powerfully by God that didn't have to step out of a comfort zone and be stretched. They, ought, they had to step out of something that seemed secure step out in faith to trust God and say, God, I'm going to let you stretch me in this season because I know that there's something greater for me. I want everything that you have for me, everything that you have planned for me. I want it all. And it can only come when we're willing to be stretched by God. Amen. Will you stand to your feet? God wants to stretch you as a follower of Jesus, not so you'll snap, but so you can reach your full potential. And for some of us, and we'll end this way, and then I want to pray for you. For some of us, we've been trying to make our own plan happen, and we need to learn how to trust God in His plan. We've been trying to make our own thing happen, and we need to learn how to trust God. For some of us, We've been desiring for God to speak to us, but he's waiting to show you something in his word. If you'll open it up and you'll begin to read it and you'll begin to study it and you say, God, confirm this in my heart. God, show me something through your word. God, show me what you have for my future. And for some of us, we need to stop avoiding the stretching that God is trying to do in our lives. And we need to allow the Lord to stretch our capacity and stretch our faith so that we can become everything that God has always intended for us to become. There's a next thing for you. There's another step in your faith journey. And the only way there is to be stretched by God. Step out in faith, be stretched by God. Allow Him to do the work in you that He wants to do in you. Amen. I want to bring our prayer team down. At the end of every service, we like to have an opportunity for anybody who needs prayer to receive prayer. So here in just a moment, the worship team is gonna to begin to sing this song, and for those of us that are at our seats, we're gonna lift our hands, and we're gonna lift our voices, we're gonna worship God by singing one final time today. But I wanna encourage you, if you're here today and you need prayer for anything in your life, anything in your life, we would love to pray for you. We all need prayer from time to time. Maybe you got something going on, something you're not sure about, something you're needing direction on, and you want somebody to agree with you in prayer, when the worship team begins to sing in just a moment you can step out of your seat come receive prayer and for the rest of us i would encourage you let's lift our hands let's lift our voices and let's worship god together so lord we thank you for your word we thank you for this day that we have to come together and honor you and glorify you and holy spirit i just believe that you're speaking to every person in this room lord i pray our hearts would be open our ears would be open to receive what you want to say to us Lord, that we would be willing to submit our plans to your plans and to be stretched by you so that we can step into everything that you have for our lives. And Holy Spirit, I pray if there's anybody here today who needs prayer for anything in their life, that you would draw them for prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.